Today, I'm going to share why I love playing with Lego. Yep, you heard me right. And you might be thinking, what's that got to do with business? Well, there's seven key things that those colourful bricks that are made of plastic taught me about business, and I'm sure they'll help you too. Welcome to the Get Out Your Way podcast. I'm your host, Osman Sharif from Rapid Transformation, and I'm here to help you get unstuck so you can rapidly grow your business. As a performance coach for small business owners, I know how vital it is for you to truly embrace entrepreneurship from the inside out, which includes transforming your mindset and using strategies that really work with your unique talents, skills, and entrepreneurial superpower. So are you ready to get out your way? Then let's get started. So welcome to episode number 41 and today let's talk about something a little bit different. Yep, let's talk about kids toys, Lego. And the bizarre thing is that when I was a kid, I don't think I actually liked Lego. Well, I don't have any clear memories about being obsessed or loving playing with Lego. And it was only since I became a dad and since our two boys love Lego that it got me more into Lego. Obviously, it started off when I was helping them and playing with them, but I quickly realised that they actually can be really great for adults. So before pressing record on this podcast, I pop to the kitchen. And honestly, when I go to the kitchen now, it takes me ages to escape because on our dining room table... Taking pride of place is my latest Lego creation, which is the Harry Potter Hogwarts castle and all its glory sitting there, absolutely taking up lots of space. My wife is obviously delighted about it being there. But honestly, every time I see it, I can't stop smiling and admiring it and looking at all the details in it. And that's what I'd love to talk about in terms of this podcast episode. So if you're on my social media, Facebook or Instagram, you may have seen me being as proud as punch with my eldest son, Kais, as we both posed there after we finished that Lego set, which was 6,020 pieces a couple of nights ago. And if you didn't see that, then I'll be sure to put a photograph of that over on the show notes so that you can see and visualise what we're talking about. You can find that and all other links I talk about here on the podcast over at rapidtransformation.co.uk forward slash 41. So let me set the scene. I basically bought myself that Lego set for Christmas. And if you listen to any of the previous podcast episodes or if you know me at all by any manner means online or offline, you may know that I'm a bit of a Harry Potter fan or a big Harry Potter fan and I'm proud as punch to be a fan. So when it came to choosing Christmas presents etc and I was having a conversation with Shireen and we were deciding what Santa might bring the boys, what we might get them for Christmas and she did suggest, well she knew I wanted to have the big Harry Potter Lego set and she said well should we get that for the boys and I was pretty adamant that no I didn't want it for the boys because it would be pretty hard work trying to give somebody a present i.e especially our seven-year-old and then he'd want to build it all himself but in actual fact that's what I wanted to do so I was quite adamant I said no I want this for me I'll obviously let the family to help me in some ways but this was a gift for myself and in fact it was one of the first things that I bought as a gift for Christmas because obviously I didn't want it to sell out or miss any of the delivery time skills for it as well. So I was super excited to open up the Christmas present. Yes, we did wrap it up just to make it even more exciting for me and obviously the boys when they were opening up and helping me to see what was underneath the wrapping paper. 
And Kais was even extra super excited because Santa Claus was really nice to him and got him the Lego Harry Potter Quidditch set as well, which he did build himself with a little bit of help from me. And that's now sitting Pride of Place above his bed. So I wanted to share why I love building Lego and how this has helped me around business with you and tell you a couple of stories around it as well. And then you can have your own judgments of whether you think I'm mad or whether you actually go and dust off some old Lego bricks if you've got some children, the amount of parents that tell me I've got tons in the loft, or if you go and treat yourself to a gift at the Lego shop or online as well. So the first thing that really makes me laugh is a few years ago we were in a massive toy shop and there was a Star Wars Lego set and it was massive, I think it was like the Millennium Falcon or something. And okay, I'm going to admit this, I'm not a massive Star Wars fan it's a bizarre thing in our family, so especially on Shireen's side, Shireen and her dad and her brothers, they're massive Star Wars fans, and Kai's does love Star Wars as well, but for me, I just never really got it. It never made sense to me, unlike the Wizarding World of Hogwarts and Harry Potter. And I remember seeing that Lego set and I looked at the price tag and it was something like £450, and I remember saying, who in their right mind would spend that amount of money on Lego? especially that Lego set. And then fast forward a couple of years, as soon as I saw the Harry Potter Hogwarts set, the castle, and I didn't even look at the price of it, and I just remember saying, I want that, I'm going to get that, without even looking at the price tag. And then when I did look at the price tag, it was about £350, and in my head I thought, that's absolutely worth it. So that takes me to the first lesson in terms of money and value when it comes to business. Obviously, because I wasn't connected, I didn't have that same affinity to Star Wars. No wonder £450 to me just seemed absurd. It just didn't have that connection. Even if it was £100 for me, I'd still be like, nah, that's not worth it for me. But when it came down to something that I was passionate about and that I absolutely really wanted, then the figure in terms of the monetary value completely changed. So you need to think about this because when I am coaching a lot of my clients to help them to get out their way and grow their business, often a conversation comes down to how much should I charge for that product or that service? And I'm sure like me and many of my clients, you've went round and round in circles trying to figure out what that number should be. And when you think about something purely on the monetary value, that actually isn't the best way of looking at it. It's more about what's the value that that's going to be or bring for that client or that customer. So that value could be in terms of, is it going to help them solve a problem? Is it going to help them provide something that they need? Or is it going to give them some level of experience or enjoyment or something pleasurable as well? And when you think about it in that sense, it gives you a more wider perspective and you get to see what the true value is for something. And don't worry about trying to please everybody because, like I said in the example, the Star Wars set, no matter what the price was, it never was going to be right for me. But when I saw something that I wanted that had more of a value, then the price point was a completely different factor. So please, please, whenever it comes down to pricing or repricing things in your business, think about the value. And again, here, it's not about trying to please everybody. When you get that right value proposition for your client and you understand what it means to them and how it's going to help them, 
That's what they're paying for. So therefore, it's not about how much it would take per hour in terms of it's a service or all the component parts of it. It's more about the bigger picture of what does it mean for them. So that's definitely lesson number one. You're not going to please everybody and please don't try and please everybody because you're never going to make that happen. And often when you do that, you end up devaluing what you have and pricing it completely in the wrong way as well. But also on that note as well, I didn't just go straight for that big Lego set. Over the years, we've bought other Lego sets. We've bought smaller ones. And every time, even though on the surface, it might look like, why are you paying that much for whether it's a London Lego set of the London Eye or different ones for the boys as well. But it's the whole experience. It's the whole enjoyment factor, which I'll talk about in a moment as well, which absolutely when it came down to thinking about buying the bigger set, that wasn't even a question for me because I thought deep down, I knew how much I loved building the smaller sets. And I just thought this is going to be absolutely epic doing it on that scale as well. And that leads me on to the second thing that I learned. There was 6,020 pieces, about 40 separate bags of Lego. And you should see the box that came in. It was massive. And it even had four instruction manual books inside there as well. And I remember when we emptied it all out to the table and Kais was there and he's like, whoa. And even inside, I thought, okay, this is a lot bigger than I expected as well. But like anything with Lego, I love the fact that there is an instruction manual because you just have to follow the instructions page by page, brick by brick, and out of nowhere or what can look like a chaotic mess. That's where things start to form if you follow the instructions. And if you keep the faith and then we knew what we were looking to create because we had the visuals, we saw the picture in the box, we saw the instructions. And that's a huge component where it keeps you motivated to go, right, let's make it happen without that picture in your mind or that end point of what you're looking to create. I think it's really easy to just lose sight of what you're trying to do and the motivation can go up or down as well. So we started creating this Lego set. I should actually say me, it was on New Year's Eve. You can tell my party days are firmly over. We were just relaxing. The boys were doing things. We kept them up for a while and I thought, I'm going to do this now. So I opened up this box and I started to get involved and immerse myself in creating this Lego set. And before you knew it, the bells had rang. We did celebrate them. We got the boys to bed and then I was there for a good few hours, completely immersed in this whole experience. But it takes me back to that whole point where each bag had a purpose and you had to follow the right order in the sequence to then be able to build on what you have created or the section that you're focused upon. So it wasn't like you started from one point of the castle and then you went to another part and here, there and everywhere, which often business owners can do because they get so excited. They go from one thing to the other and then things just get all chaotic and you often give up because you think, oh, nothing's really coming together. But what I loved seeing was each of the bags helped create something. And then typically that would then lead to the next part and the next part until you created a whole section of the castle. And then it was only at the last part where you basically created the two massive sections and you join them together as well. So again, we need to have that vision. And another key thing was it can be quite repetitive. So there was many elements of it, especially when it was creating the turrets on the castle where you were doing the same thing over and over again. So typically you would look at the instructions and it was saying you have to build four of these or sometimes you'd flick the page and you think, oh, we're going to go into something new and exciting. And you're then basically creating something which was pretty similar to what you spent doing 
on the last couple of Lego bags as well. But again, think about that in business. The more and more you do something, the more confident you get, the quicker it becomes. But you can't skip over some of those truly essential parts, even though it might feel it's a bit repetitive. So think about that in terms of your business. Is there any parts where you think, oh, been there, done it, come on, I want to move on as well. But the more and more you're doing it is actually that's what you're learning. You're learning the experience in your craft or you're learning what your customers want or how to apply it in different situations as well. So it takes me back to even when I started my business delivering NLP training courses. Those courses were seven days long and I really seriously have lost count of how many I have done. But it was over 50 of those seven day courses that I've delivered over the last 12 years. And pretty much all of them were the same format. They were the same techniques I was sharing. The thing that kept it exciting for me was that every single time there was new people with new challenges, new opportunities. And that's what I absolutely loved. And because I've had that experience of doing that, that's when I'm sitting with my clients now and I'm helping them experience a lot of these coaching tools. I'm not having to think about it a lot of times. I'm able to really apply it and tweak different things and add different techniques together. And that's all come from experience by actually being there and doing it. So just make sure that you're not trying to skip ahead when you are kind of at that point where it might be, seriously, am I doing it again? Because it might feel repetitive, but it's like going to the gym. Sometimes you have to work out those muscles over and over again to get the results. And I'm recording this just before I've got my physio session tomorrow morning. And I know when the physio tells me it's all about repetitions, it's about pushing through your comfort zone. There are times that I want to kick him, even with my not so good leg, but deep down I know that what he's saying makes sense and this applies to our business as well. So number three is the frustrating part, but also the insightful part was sometimes you would create something using all the bricks and you'd spend painstaking minutes or hours creating something. And then you look at the next level of instructions and it's like cover all the things that you've done with other Lego bricks. And you think, Seriously, I've literally just put all these bricks in the same exact places it's meant to be and created something and then you cover it up and you don't see it. And you might think, well, what is the point? Because I can't see it. You can't even see that level of detail. It's all hidden. Think about that in business. And I'm sure you know where I'm going with this one. So many parts of business, it's about laying the foundations. And we can quite quickly want to run to the exciting parts, the shiny parts, the parts that you can see or your customers or your clients can see, but you need to have the foundations rock solid to be able to build upon them as well. So I remember Kai's kept coming to me and saying, okay, daddy, when are we going to start to create the the tower? And I'm like, well, we can't create the tower until we've got the foundations rock solid, first of all. So that will happen at some point, but you can't build upwards going downwards, you have to build from the ground up as well. So think about that again. It doesn't matter how long you've been in business, whether it's a new product, a new promotion, a new service, or wherever you are in the cycle of business. A lot of times it is about looking at where are we? What's the foundation as well? And you'll have heard me talk about this so many times on the podcast. And that's how when I'm coaching my clients, I'm all about making sure they've got the right design, They've got the right mindset and they've got the right strategies working together. And you need to have the right design and then you have to have the right strategies, i.e. doing the important parts of your business growth, first of all, before trying to jump too far ahead as well. So if you're sitting here thinking, ah, do I have my right design? Do I have the right mindset and the right strategies for me right now? I'd invite you to take my free quiz where you could do over at rapidtransformation.co.uk forward slash quiz. 
I'll also put a link to that in the show notes where you'll find them at rapidtransformation.co.uk forward slash 41 because it's super essential in all parts of our business as well. So that was number three, which is you don't always see the fruits of your labor, but they were essential to get to where you are. And remember when I've delivered events in the past, people say, oh, that looks so easy. It's a one day event. How amazing is that that you could just rock up and deliver this and it must be fantastic. And I'm like, you're only seeing the top of the iceberg here. You don't understand what went into the whole organizing, the whole development of the schedule, the program, the logistics. All of that was essential. But all the delegates or the business owners see is the end experience. Does that make sense? The fourth thing that I learned was it can be really useful and extra enjoyable to get help along the process. I'll be honest here, I've got my hands up to say I could have been really selfish and created this whole Lego set myself because after all, it was my gift to myself. And I don't want to miss out any of the parts. I wanted to make sure that I look at it and think, yep, I did all that myself. But I'm not selfish that way. So I did let Shireen and Caius help. And even Aaron, our two-year-old, he got involved right at the end where we let him put a couple of the final pieces on the castle to help make it complete. But really, it made the whole experience so much more enjoyable. We were watching the Harry Potter movies whilst doing this experience. And I think we watched all the eight movies at least once. We even got to watch some of them more than once whilst going through building all 6,000 plus pieces on this huge castle. But it was great. And actually, in hindsight, it also helped a lot because sometimes there were some really fiddly pieces to put on as well. And Kai's having smaller hands and Shireen having more delicate hands. They became really useful. The parts that I would try and do something, I'd end up knocking out other bricks. And I'd go, Shireen, could you help with that part? Or Kai's getting involved as well. So it was a real family effort. And again, back into business, sometimes it can be really easy just to think you have to be the all-rounder, you have to do everything yourself. But in fact, that could take you longer or it might mean that you're not using different skills or different experiences from people as well to help you in that way. Shireen's really great in the big picture, creative, visual side. So at times when I'm looking at things quite into the detail, this is where knowing your entrepreneurial superpower makes a huge difference. And again, I've talked about this on many, many episodes. So if you don't know which of the eight wealth dynamic profiles you are, seriously, why not yet? Because again, you'll want to I just want to give you a bit of a gentle shake here to say this can help you massively in your business. So again, I'll put a link in the show notes to help you figure out which of the eight superpowers you are, because it can massively inform the way that you approach things and the way that you do things as well. So check that out over at rapidtransformation.co.uk forward slash 41. But me with my superpower, I can be quite detailed and quite into the grounded what's happening. Whereas Shireen's quite big picture and she's able to see, right, okay, well, this is what we're doing and what's the next step. She could actually anticipate what's going to happen on those pages that are coming up as well. Whereas I'm more of a, nope, follow the instructions. This is what it's saying to do right now. Whereas she's kind of skipping a few steps as well. But also when you're working with other people, you do have to compromise. You have to come and go at points. And I remember one evening we were sitting, the boys were in bed and Shireen was helping me with the Lego set. We were having a really nice evening and my leg was getting really sore because I'd been sitting for some time. So I was going to get up and do some of my physio exercises. And Shireen was massively engrossed and was really enjoying what she was doing. And she's like, I'm just going to continue this next bag. And then she flicked the page and she said, oh, it's a part of building the bridge. 
And I remember thinking, oh, I want to build a bridge. Because <laughs> it's a huge part in the whole story over the seven books. And I was really excited about that part coming up. But I thought, no, it's absolutely fine. Don't just sideline Shireen to do some of the not so fun parts. Let her be part of a main part of the castle as well. So I relented. I very gracefully said, yes, Shireen, on you go, build a bridge. And any time that she's looking at it or we've had some friends over, I do love when she makes a point going, I built the bridge as well. And I'm like, yeah, because I let you. <laughs> so again, it's about just allowing yourself to know when you are working as a team, there'll be times that you do have to step back, that you have to embrace different people and different people's desires and their skills. And that's a good thing as well. So don't try and hog all the attention or all the fun parts because that's not what real teamwork is all about. The fifth thing that I really discovered when building Lego, and this happened before even this Harry Potter Lego set, was how relaxing and how therapeutic it can be. I know many business owners because I do work with business owners every single day. And also from my own experience that we're constantly juggling different things in our mind. There's so many ideas, there's so many demands of our time and our attention that it can actually be quite challenging to switch off if we're not purposeful about it. And for me, there's a lot of different things I do to help me to switch off, but really Lego absolutely just switches my mind off. It just helps me relax. It helps me to really be present in what I'm doing in that moment. I'm not distracted by what's happening on my phone, what's happening on social media. And honestly, time can fly by when I'm really engrossed in something. So I know for me, just from experience, I didn't set off to do Lego to find that time to relax. So it was really an unexpected bonus, but I've heard so many different friends that I've shared it with and other business owners where they've said similarly that actually when they are doing something like that, it's a great form of escapism for them as well. And obviously building something like the Lego set, the Harry Potter one, it is brick by brick, like I said before, it's instructions, but often even just getting, we've got a whole big box of Lego where I can just, especially with Caius or Aaron, just go, right, give us a theme, let's just build something. And it's just using our creativity, having fun, playing together, but also just letting me switch off and just turning off to be present for that period of time as well. So I'd really encourage you to think about what is it for you? For some of my clients, it's going out for a walk. It's for others, it's about doing some art or doing other things like cooking. I remember talking to one of my clients last week and they were saying, that they were getting quite frustrated and the stress levels were going up. And when we had a conversation around it, what they realised was that they weren't doing some of the things that de-stressed them over the last couple of weeks. So it gave them some clarity around, okay, that's important. They need to do that even more. So if you've not found your thing yet, try Lego. See how it works for you and let me know how that goes in terms of do you relax? Does it help you unwind and get more in the present moment? Number six links into what last week's podcast episode was all about how you will always have problems in your business and that is okay that's perfect and I'd want you to embrace it as long as you have better quality problems so if you haven't listened to that episode go and check out episode number 40 because it was a goodie and that's exactly what's happened now with this lego set we have completed it it's there sitting on our dining room table and there are many many times where I'm having to tell our two-year-old going oh Aaron look because one of the worst things you could say is don't touch because what do kids want to do then? Yep, they want to touch. But I'm like, look, come over here, look at it from this way because I just don't want his curious little two-year-old hands to break this piece of art now. But can it stay on our dining room table forever? 
Well, if I had my way, I'd say yes, because why not? But it's not really practical. And when I actually bought it, I didn't really think about what I was going to do with it after it was built. So we've been having some nice conversations with Shireen and she's like, oh, what do you want to do with it? Where are we going to put it? And I've got a home office and obviously I'd love it to be somewhere where it's in my space as well. So it's really funny. I've got a seat here. You might see it sometimes if I do a Facebook Live, a sofa seat. And I'm thinking, I don't really need this big sofa seat. So I've got a better quality problem trying to now figure out where to put this Lego set in my office which might mean that I have to get rid of my sofa seat that I only got maybe a year ago so that I get a smaller seat and I can get a display table or something just for my Lego set, okay? I know it sounds sad and a first world problem to have, but remember, it's all about having better quality problems. Sometimes you can't foresee or you don't think about the steps too far ahead as well. And I'm kind of glad I didn't because if I was to think about it practically, I might never have bought it which knowing me, that just wouldn't have happened anyway. But sometimes we can get too far ahead of ourselves. So now, now that it's built, we've now got a better quality problem to sort out in terms of where does it go as well. So I'll keep you posted on where that goes. And I know my stress levels might go a little bit high when I'm trying to move this epic structure without letting any pieces break off. So send me all the positive vibes that you possibly can. And this leads me on to number seven, okay? The final key thing, and there's probably many others as well, but the thing that really did strike a chord with me, you may have heard me talk about on previous podcasts, and it's something that I share in lots of workshops and also with my coaching clients, the the difference between when you even say to yourself, I'm building a business versus I'm growing a business. And this came from one of my mentors, Roger Hamilton, a good few years ago. And at that time and since then, I've got it. I really understood it, but really on an intellectual perspective. And now I've had the experience to really get it from a much deeper and a more real experience. So what Roger always talks about is if you hear yourself or if you hear others talk about I'm building a business, I'm building a business, what that can do in our mind is it could presuppose that actually at some point, everything will be stopped. You will get to that point where like in the case of my Lego set, if you're building a Lego set, every single piece will then have a place and you'll eventually get to the point where it's done, it's finished. But is that the reality of business? So whenever I'm hearing clients or people around me saying, I'm building my business, I'm building my business, I challenge them to think about, well, do you just want to build your business so that it has an end point? And they often go, no, actually, I want it to be growing. I want it to constantly be evolving. And that's why one small word can make a huge difference to our mindset. So I always talk about, do you want to grow your business rather than do you want to build your business? And like I say, it's just a small word, but it's the power of that word in terms of how it affects your design in your mind, how it affects your mindset and how it affects your reality. And I used to always use the example of having children because children are always growing and at different parts you might go, oh, seriously, it's really hard because they're not sleeping. But after a certain point, that will be no longer an issue. And then there'll be something else that you're dealing with. And even though our boys are just very young at the moment, I'm often told by many other parents saying, oh, enjoy these times because just wait till they're teenagers, then you'll know. But they're always growing. And there's never a time where even where life can get busy that me or Shreen turn and say, seriously, I'm too busy to feed them. I'm too busy to do that because they need to be growing. It's an organic thing. But when it comes to business, if you're talking about building your business, 
what often I see happening is people then go, right, I'm building my business, I'm building my business, and then they go, oh, I've put my business down because something else takes a priority or takes a focus. And then they try and pick it up again. And it's that start-stop mentality, which is very much like a building site or a building project. But instead, think about it in terms of you're growing your business. And the reason why I say that and the big learning I got was because we were obviously building this Lego set and it got to a finite end. And after it, there was a little bit of a, oh, so now what? Okay, there was that bit of a disappointment at the end where it was like, uh, we've now reached the destination, we've now achieved this milestone, and that's it. Apart from breaking it all up and doing it again, we've achieved that goal. And again, if you think about that in relation to your business, I see many people, when they reach goals, they then get that feeling of, okay, now what? And often what can happen is they then sabotage themselves, or they stop performing, or they stop taking action. And then their business can start going on a downward spiral. Instead of them actually embracing, right, we're at this place now. How do we grow from where we are at this point? So again, like I said, I've always known that intellectually before. I always used the analogy of if you're building an extension, you'd buy bricks. And at a certain point, you'd want that building project to be finished. That's not the way typically a lot of business owners want to think about their business or perceive it, but they then use a language or the mindset, which means that they're operating more from the building versus the growth phase. And when you think about the growth of your business, that's where you can start to think about the different phases as it continuously grows into from a baby to a toddler to a teenager all the way through. And there'll be many exciting chapters and moments that you'll want to pull out your hair as well. But that's okay because it's growing in that way. So I hope that you have got something from learning my experiences of how Lego has actually helped me in terms of to really appreciate different things that help me relax and also key learnings around how we can operate and think about our business as well. So like I say, you can find out all the links I've talked about in this episode over at rapidtransformation.co.uk forward slash 41. And I'd really encourage you to go and crack open a Lego set if you haven't for a while and let me know how you get on with it and put these different seven strategies or insights into your business and your goals as well. So until next week, bye for now. If you feel like you're still just scratching the surface and growing your business, and even with all the action that you're taking, you still regularly feel stuck or frustrated, then the chances are you're hitting one of the three business growth blocks that many entrepreneurs and business owners face. But don't worry, you can rapidly transform that from today. Simply start by taking my free business growth block quiz to see if your design, mindset and strategies are currently working for you or against you. Your results will help you put your finger on the elements that need your immediate focus. Plus, you'll also get access to a short video series with lots of practical ways to either fine-tune or overhaul each of these essential foundations. Take the free quiz now over at rapidtransformation.co.uk slash quiz.